From the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All Joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, so glad to have you with us on a Thursday. It's legal night, and I don't know this for sure. Like, I've had my suspicions, but ever since we started this with Arthur Idala, a little over, I think, close to three years ago now, um, there was... I don't I don't know why we picked Thursday to be the day that we would do legal stuff, but I I will tell you on more times than I can count over those three years, uh, it has been very advantageous for us to have uh, first Arthur Idala and now Imran Ansari as the uh, co-host, because Imran, as you are well aware, uh, we are in that Supreme Court ruling season where they start handing stuff down and um, we kind of knew from the schedule going into the the year this year that this was going to be kind of a uh, kind of a landmark uh, season because it's kind of a new court different type of court than we've had for the last several decades and there's a lot of big issues that are coming in front of them and today it probably doesn't get much bigger in terms of uh, what at least the media is going to pitch as race relations than the affirmative action case that was decided on behalf. I just think it's really weird that we're having this discussion the way we're having it is decided on behalf of Asian students who were being systematically discriminated against by affirmative action policies. So as as strange as that sounds, Imran, break it down. What what were the what were the justices looking at? I mean, even Clarence Thomas and Soda, Sonia, Sonia Sotomayor coming out and reading their opinions from the bench. That almost never happens and they did it from both sides today. So give us the lowdown. Yeah, no this is a a landmark ruling uh and you have this uh, the conservative bench uh, of SCOTUS uh, really taking the lead here uh, and this following obviously the reversal of Roe v. Wade. Uh, and now this was the next big decision that those who were um, watching uh, SCOTUS and how uh, certain uh, laws and, and, and activities, let's just say, throughout the nation would be scrutinized by uh, this new bench, if you will. Um, this was the next big one. Uh, and now in a landmark ruling, um, there is a, uh, there were two cases before the Supreme Court challenging race-based affirmative action, one coming out of the University of North Carolina, the other one coming out uh, uh, regarding Harvard. Those two cases, the arguments sort of joined together for the purposes of the decision coming from SCOTUS. And you have a 6-3 uh, uh, vote on the UNC case uh, and a 6-2 vote on the Harvard case because Justice Kentaji Brown Jackson recused herself on the Harvard case. But in essence, why did uh, she why did she do that by the way? Is she former faculty for Harvard or Correct. There's a okay. Harvard link uh and that's why she recused herself. But yet, you know, it's still the decisions brought uh brought us to where we thought they would go. The uh the six uh obviously the conservative line of the, of the bench uh voting to do away in essence ending race-based uh, admissions in colleges. So this is going to have dramatic effects across the country where uh, uh, affirmative action, which I would say when it was first enacted and envisioned, really had uh, the right uh, objectives in mind. Uh, there was no way to argue that uh, at that time um, and coming out of the civil rights era, that there was a disbalance in terms of minorities uh, going to college versus uh you know non-minorities um and caucasians and that that it, it had in its in essence uh the objective 
which was which was a, a a good placed objective to sort of level the playing fields and and make uh, colleges more diverse and more of a fabric of America. Uh, but over time, uh, you know, as as opportunities uh, were given and available, uh, and also as minority. Uh, the fabric of minorities or minority populations changed in the United States, uh, it sort of had an effect in in closing out certain people based on that race. And maybe the objective was somehow flawed or skewed now. And I think that's what you see here, a recognition that race-based admission in universities at this time in, uh, in, in uh, you know, in America uh, may not be the best policy. Um, and that's why, which was, you know, a lot of people who don't know about this case uh, or these cases, Kevin, um, assume that the challenge to the affirmative action uh, was by, you know, a group of predominantly Caucasian uh, individuals or, or students or prospective students. But it, in fact, it wasn't. It was right. uh, Asian Americans and advocacy groups uh, because Asian Americans who uh, uh, were scoring very high in academics um, and were ticking off all the boxes to be admitted into good colleges and universities were not getting the opportunities that they felt they deserved. Here, SCOTUS agreed with them and found that there were constitutional flaws uh, in race-based admissions and yeah. no more. So it's no more. Well, I think, and we could probably do the whole show on this uh, issue because I think there are so many kind of first principles to discuss here. But I think that one of the most compelling things about the ruling was that you had Clarence Thomas, um, African-American man who lived through the civil rights um, era, uh, was part of the civil rights era, um, arguing uh, on behalf of the ruling that overturned the affirmative action and um, you actually had as much, if not more diversity on the side that won than you had on the side that lost, if you look at it as in terms of wins and losses. So well, what do you mean, Kev? Well, you it, with the with the rule with the judges that won, you had the female perspective represented with uh, Amy Coney Barrett. You had the African-American perspective with uh, Clarence Thomas. And you had um, Caucasian males obviously involved uh, as well. On the other side, you had Katani Jackson, who was a part of them, African-American and female. You had a white female with Elena Kagan and you had a Hispanic female with Sonia Sotomayor. Both sides uh, diverse in terms of the backgrounds of the people that are there. Um, and they came to different conclusions about what diversity means or how it should be looked at or how it should be um, expected to to interact with the market, at least in terms of college admissions. And I think that it's going to be hard going forward to have a serious discussion about this being the will of old white guys when Clarence Thomas was literally the face of the conservatives today, reading his concurring opinion from the bench um, when you had um, a white Hispanic and Sonia Sotomayor uh, reading uh, her perspective from the other side. So I think, and I actually think, my point in pointing all that out is that we're at a good place when you have that level of differential in terms of backgrounds and people and mindsets and where they've come from and so forth, and they come to a decision that is, you know, gonna be held for a long time, but you had diverse voices on both sides of it, arguing it, you know, and you know how this goes behind closed doors. The, the justices show each other their opinions and they and, you know, it's there's a little bit of uh, here's my point. I think I, I counter your point with that, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, maybe the most diverse court in the history of the court comes up with this decision that says, no, it should be based on merit, not on skin color. And I think that um, Justice Thomas, at least in his statement, and we'll get into some of the things that they said. But um, he defended what he called a colorblind constitution. He did not defend what he called a colorblind society. Sonia Sotomayor said, oh, well, the society's never been colorblind. Well, he defended a colorblind constitution who said the, the equality is in the opportunity, 
not in the guarantee of the outcomes. We're going we're gonna to take a break and come right back. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. Just getting started on an exciting legal night. Stay here. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. I've teamed up with Steve Perillo to create a special offer for our AM970 family, a Perillo tour. With yours truly in attendance, three nights in Rome, seeing the important sites like the Vatican, the Colosseum, the Forum, as well as a special dinner performance by yours truly, then fly to Sicily and spend three nights in Taormina. Next, Taormina's Godfather tour. Visit the medieval villages of Forza d'Agro, in Savoca, see the famous Barbatelli where Michael Corleone asked Apollonia's father for her hand in marriage. Next, on to Palermo for three more nights before flying home. A Perillo tour is a stress-free escorted vacation where you do not lift a finger. Call today, 800-431-1515, 800-431-1515, or please visit PerilloTours.com. Executions, 11 p.m. But he's trying to convince us he's gone insane. Therefore, incapable of being executed. On April 14th. Edward? I'm not Edward. I'm a demon. In the vein of C.S. Lewis's Screwtape Letters. I think it's time we tell you what it is that we'd like you to do. Comes Nefarious. Rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. In theaters April 14th. <laughs> Take your investment knowledge to new heights this year on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Join us along with The Money Show on a luxury voyage to the Caribbean and learn from top financial experts like George Gilder and Mark Skelson through workshops and seminars. Relax and refresh, all while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals. Secure your spot today at EagleFinancialCruise.com. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Cats and Cosby, weeknights at 5 on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. And now, back to Radio Night Live from New York. Here's Kevin McCullough. And we're back. Uh, it's a, a big day today. Massive landmark decision coming down from the Supreme Court. And this was what Clarence Thomas declared in the uh, opening of his opinion. Today, and despite a lengthy interrogatum, inter inter I'm, I'm not sure how you say that word. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it means a season of interrogation. The Constitution prevails, uh, Thomas said. He said, I write to offer an originalist defense of the colorblind Constitution uh, and to further explain the flaws of the court's gruder ju jurisprudence and to clarify, and I found this statement powerful, to clarify that all forms of discrimination based on race, including so-called affirmative action, are prohibited under the Constitution and to emphasize the pernicious effects of all such discrimination. Imran, um, this is a man who's probably spent a lot of years thinking about what he was going to decide if this if this case came before him. And I'm just curious, um, you being of um, it's Indian descent, right? Yeah, South Asian. Yeah, South Asian. Yeah. So India, Pakistan, a, a little yeah. bit. You're you're more representative of where 
America is at now than, than a lot of people are because we are such a melting pot. And so there's people that come from all over. When affirmative action was originally argued, it was kind of a black white thing, right? So it was Caucasians and people of African descent. But we do have Asians, we do have South Asians, we have Middle Eastern people, we've got people that come from you know every corner of the globe. And the fact that this was brought by a group that was not a dominant group and it and it showed the weakness of how affirmative action had operated, I think is going to be the media is painting this as a white person, white supremacy won today in the Supreme Court. That's how the news channels are playing it. But that is not the case. Like I, I had said previously, uh, it was actually, you know, Asian Americans who were um, the large voice in these cases, uh, really, you know, arguing that they're being uh, deprived from opportunities and admission in colleges because uh, they are, uh, you know, they're they're doing well in testing, they're doing well in school, they're studious, yet be because of their race uh, and certain quotas, they're not being afforded the opportunities that they feel they deserve. So it, it wasn't uh, a white black thing whatsoever. Um, it was actually minorities who were who were uh, bringing the fight, so to say, uh, to end this and. It's a, it's not as broad of a ruling that uh, that perhaps some media outlets would would want you to believe because schools can still make certain choices and decisions uh, in recruiting applicants, you know, from a, a diverse pool or diverse diverse background. There's there's ways that the these schools can do it. It just can't be in the admissions process where a box being ticked off uh, for a certain race um, will automatically put you before someone else who may arguably have uh, tremendously better testing scores and, and grades. And I do want to point out, Kevin, that you know certain states, uh, I believe eight states, have already stopped using race as a criteria in, admission, in the admissions process, right. including California, California and Michigan. So these are two states which uh, vote uh, traditionally on liberal, you know, liberal grounds or uh, on the liberal side of things. Uh, and they have already uh, stopped using race-based uh, criteria, race-based admissions uh, in the universities or educational institutions in that state. So, uh, you know, on one hand, um, does it, uh, you know, could it have the effect of maybe you know, certain uh, ethnicities not getting the opportunities they would have easily gotten because of uh, affirmative action. Perhaps that may be the unfortunate consequence, but it's also something you don't necessarily want, Kevin. You don't want that to be the criteria where someone, uh, just because they are of a certain ethnicity, they're not being allowed into school because they're, that quota, that percentage, that spot is allotted to someone solely based on their race. It's not good. That's why I think the decision came down this way. And I think it's interesting when we come to these types of issues, and there's there's only a handful of them a year that we're, where we have the chance to do it. But, you know, the Supreme Court looks at the issue kind of close up, and it's like it's looking at it under the microscope of these specific criteria that are brought to them, and the arguments that are made by the two sides are very specific to that. And, they, and I, I think in a lot of instances, the justices try to write narrow opinions so that they're not overly interpretive in terms of like making wide changing, sweeping things society wide. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that the justices normally believe that a narrow understanding and a narrow ruling is always healthier for the process of law as a whole. And I've learned that from you and uh, you and Arthur. So having said that, I still think that when we can pull the lens back a little bit as a culture and say, okay, so what so if the court says they got it wrong on this, then how should we try to set up society? And I would argue that while there has been pro systemic problems in terms of um, discrimination and other things that prevented people, especially the pre-civil rights era, from being able to participate fully in the society as a whole, do we want a society that gives advancement and accomplishment based on criteria that we don't have control over or do we want to encourage merit excellence character 
and the development of persistence and other things that you have to have in order to to create achievement and accomplishment. And I think that that this moves the needle away from the victims of circumstance, basically, whatever skin color we were born with, to the to the side more that says, but if I work hard, I have the same opportunity as the guy sitting next to me. Now that we have the same opportunities, it's down to me in terms of what I do with that opportunity. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I 100% agree. And and in terms of, uh, let's just say, uplifting those who are, uh, you know, historically impoverished or were not provided, you know, it, 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 the same uh, opportunities uh, in decades past, you know, that the way you address that and you sort of turn the narrative is, I would say, education-wise, since we're talking about education, is getting to these communities uh, when the uh, when they're young, right? And changing the sort of uh, opportunities and leveling the playing field, let's just say, uh, in the schools, starting from, let's say, preschool, kindergarten, onwards through high school. And, you know, you can't dispute that uh, certain areas, let's say, inner city areas, um, which are uh, traditionally uh, populated by minorities, uh, and there's the poverty. Poverty uh, is an issue that they're dealing with. That those schools um, are not necessarily given the same uh, funding or you know materials or or attention that of schools in perhaps more affluent areas. And you know there's now charter schools that are opening up. There are uh, you know there's a, a movement to try to get the schooling and education. Uh, on a level, level playing field, no matter what the socioeconomic uh, dynamic or race, et cetera, uh, is. And I think that's where you're going to start um, really addressing the issue yeah. of how people end up in college and who ends up in college. And the cool thing about charter schools, I'm so glad you brought that up, is that even here in New York, um, the, the public schools were so against the charter schools uh, being allowed to come in. But you know what the best thing was to increase performance in the public schools was to allow the charter schools to exist because it, it put within the dynamic of a vid, an individual neighborhood, the competitive aspect of, well, I'm going to lose funding for my teachers if I don't if we don't teach well and keep students there. And so by the charter schools just merely existing, it helped improve public schools. Anyway, we're coming right back. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. Very interesting case out of the Supreme Court today. Stay here. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. In the other big decision today, the Supreme Court has solidified protections for workers who ask for religious accommodations. The case decided Thursday involves a Christian mail carrier who didn't want to work Sundays because he said that day is for church and family. The justices made clear in a unanimous decision that workers who ask for religious accommodations, such as taking the Sabbath off, should have their requests honored unless employers show that doing so would result in substantial increased costs to the business. Dangerous heat and humidity is smothering parts of the South and Midwest. That's led local governments and charities to open cooling stations and deliver donated air conditioners to protect poor and elderly residents. In Florida, the Christian Service Center set up an extreme heat cooling center in Orlando for homeless people and others who don't have access to air conditioning. This is SRN News. Increase your investment knowledge in a unique way this year. Join us on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise along with The Money Show. Visit EagleFinancialCruise.com for details and to secure your cabin. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. AM 970 listeners, Steve Adubato here. Check out our show one-on-one -on -one every night for my conversations with leaders and experts from business, sports, politics, and the arts. Retire and do what? It's great. I don't want to stop. I'm an equal American just like you are. And guess where my trailer was? A block away from my apartment. It couldn't have been better. So catch one-on-one -on -one with me, Steve Adubato, weeknights on 13 WNET and NJPBS and online at steveadubato.org. Want more of AM970 The Answer and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for breaking news, what's coming up on the radio, thoughts from our hosts, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM970 The Answer. Come on, tweet with us. Listen to us online at AM970TheAnswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. 
Hi, Kevin McCullough. Graduation season is here and many students finish college without a clear path towards a career. Do you know a graduate in this position? Tell them about Plaza College's accelerated program in court reporting, which allows you to speed your way into the legal field and make good money without going to law school. This is an in-demand, lucrative career with flexibility that more people need to know about. I'm told district attorneys are in dire need of court reporters. Courts, schools, and television stations are all seeking these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions, classes, live shows, and sporting events. With the national shortage, NCRA partnered with Plaza to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z, and it's being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. Sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Info at plazacollege.edu. Perillo Tours is starting their 78th year in business. Join me, Jersey Joe, on a special Perillo tour to Italy. Steve Perillo and I have put together a very special Rome and Sicily customized tour. Three nights in Rome, plenty of time to see the most important sites, and a private dinner performance by yours truly. Next, fly to Sicily for three nights in Taormina with special day trips along the coast, including Savoca and Forza d'Agro for sites of action filming events from iconic Godfather scenes, a wonderful wine tasting at Mount Etna, and then on to Palermo for three additional nights before flying home. Call Perillo Tours at 800-431-1515. Tell them you want to fly away with Joey to Sicily, baby. 800-431-1515 or visit PerilloTours.com. The only station in New York that doesn't hold back. AM 970. The answer. And now from New York, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad you're with us. A Supreme Court ruling handed down today. And Imran, we're going to get a bunch of these in the next week or so, aren't we? They, I think they still had 15 cases that they hadn't handed down as of this morning. Yeah, and also, Kevin, including the, um, the, uh, uh, school loan case, uh, uh, debt forgiveness case. Oh yes. Uh, oh, so, that, you know, that, that's, that's going to be a big one for sure. When it, uh, when it, and I, I have a feeling that people that want the government to just write it off are going to be in for a, a, a bad day that day, but we'll see, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um, this breaking news crossing the wires, Senator Tim Scott, a black man who is running for president as a Republican. I know people aren't used to hearing that, um, said, uh, today, well, he, he responded, actually, uh, that, that the Supreme Court's decision to overrule affirmative actions in colleges should be celebrated. Uh, earlier today, he hit back also at former President Barack Obama and former First Lady Michelle Obama, who had said, my heart breaks for young people who are wondering what their future holds after the decision. Obama, uh, Scott said the Obamas and others on the left are pushing untruths. He said, the good news is... We're going to have another African-American president. His name will be Tim Scott. This may have been a little self-serving, but he's excited to see the progress of where we've been and looking in the rear view mirror. But what excites me the most about America is when you look at the windshield of our future, it's bright for all of our kids. I think that Obama's statement there, that his heart breaks for young people who are wondering what their future holds. My question would be, President Obama, what in today's world prevents a child from having at least as much opportunity as his parents had, if not more. When, you, when you're thinking about this particular issue, because I'm sure there's some parents and grandparents of today's kids that might not have had the opportunity. But w what about now? Isn't equal opportunity better than um, affirmative action, is what I would ask the former yeah. president. The SCOTUS ruling now realizing or recognizing that in this day and age, 2023, um, you know, checking off a box uh, regarding a, you know, of your ethnicity should put you in a better position, even though let's just say your performance is less than another, solely based on race. I mean, that concept uh, runs afoul of equal opportunity, right? Like it's, it's you know, it's, it has this notion uh, and objective to level the playing field and make things much more diverse, but in essence, it's discriminatory uh, in itself. So it's sort of, uh, as you know, time progresses and and uh, you know, 
cultural norms and societal norms change if affirmative action in its traditional sense starts to be a little redundant if not contradictory to its own objectives and again all i need to do is point you to the fact that this is a former african-american president who's making this statement who went to harvard law he was the head of the harvard law review um a very prestigious uh, thing and he made the statements from uh madrid spain today he had an opportunity he took advantage of it he made the most of it his life obama's life and, and success is an example to people who need to you know do what he did apply himself to the opportunities make the most of the opportunities and to maximize your life of opportunities um and it's just interesting that he's like, well, you know, there's kids sitting on the street corner wondering what their life holds. Let's let's move on because we do have, and we've only got a couple of minutes to do this. Um, we we've seen another, we've seen now two screenshots from a WhatsApp uh, interchange between Hunter Biden and this uh, Chinese business executive. And I'm just curious in the two minutes we have before this break, your thoughts on where the 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 Biden investigation stands right now. Well, of course, you know, he's he's taking um, the plea agreement. So I would imagine that in some ways, Kevin, that is going to lose some steam. But when you when you get more evidence, uh, of course, there's going to be that plea, uh, the plea deal regarding his taxes. But, you know, the there it's either going to be more invigorated the investigation into the business dealings. And if there was anything in Carthy's using the impeachment word for Merrick Garland, he's right. saying if these whatsapp things confirm what they appear to confirm if the if the if the uh, prosecutor in the um, hunter biden case was prevented from asking certain questions in the in the depositions and in the investigation imran would you ever sit still for that if if they said oh you're, you're prosecuting this but you can't ask about that over there that's not allowed as soon as you get shut down as a litigator uh, or an investigator, um, you tend to actually go harder on that topic, uh, especially you know now where you you find ample support uh, of people who want to find out what exactly was going on uh, with Hunter Biden, his business dealings, and if the Bidens at, at, at a large were involved, including the president. So I think this is going to give you know the more you push back. Uh, the more you're going to get pushed, right? So I think it's, if anything, they're going to be looking at these WhatsApp messages and really trying to get to the bottom of the business dealings uh, with China, et cetera. I'm just shocked that the president continues to say to every reporter that asks him anywhere that he's asked, uh, he, he mentions you in the message. Are you saying you had no idea anything about his business? Deal? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. You know, at some point in time, there's going to be something that has his name on it. Uh, I, I'm just guessing. And one of the things I hadn't thought of until yesterday, and Kim Strassel from the Wall Street Journal mentioned it to me. She said, there are now people investigating, and you've probably used this technology, the geo-targeting of the pinging of the cell phones of Hunter's right. phone and, and President Biden's phone on the date of those WhatsApp messages. And if he's within 10 or 20 feet of each other... <laughs> It's going to be really hard to make the argument that he wasn't exactly in the room as as Hunter was describing. But we'll have to argue about that or find out about that more later. Coming back, we're going to celebrate Plaza College for a little bit. And then Imran's got his Esquire etiquette. Stay here. Summer is not just about fun in the sun. It's also a great time to get healthy. Focus on your wellness and your brain with our new Memory Multivitamin. Energize your skin this summer with our Enhanced Vitamin C Skin Serum. The Invite Health Buy One Get One Free Independence Day Savings Event is on now. Buy any Invite Health product at suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Stop by an Invite Health store today to learn more about how to stay healthy with the help from one of our nutrition experts. Give us a call to order by phone right now at 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Listen to past shows and informative podcasts all at invitehealth.com. 
Visit invitehealth.com for our retail locations and to set up a free nutritional consultation in person by phone or by video. Take advantage of Invite's limited time, buy one, get one free Independence Day savings event. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That number again, 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. You have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. Mike's latest offer is on his six-piece towel set. This set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two baths, two hand towels, two washcloths, typically retailing for $99.98 for a limited time. You can get this set on clearance for $25 with the promo code Joe P. That's over 70% in savings. These towels are machine washable and come in a variety of colors. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get this clearance price of $25 on the towel set. Enter promo code Joe P or call 800-651-0798. AM 97, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Let me hear the worship of- Hey, everybody, it's Hezekiah Walker here. Don't miss your Sunday morning celebration with yours truly, Hezekiah Walker, 7 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. We are playing the best in gospel worship to lift your praises to God. So join me this Sunday morning and get your worship on with Sunday morning celebration with yours truly, Hezekiah Walker. To find more celebration, just follow me on Facebook, the official Hezekiah Hezekiah Walker page, Bishop Hez on IG, and the Hezekiah Walker YouTube channel. What are you doing this fall? Would you like to go to Italy with yours truly, Jersey Joe? Where are we going? Well, let me tell you. Rome, Catania, Taormina, Savoca, Forza d'Agro, Mount Etna, Palermo. That's Rome and Sicily, baby, for nine full days. What a trip. We're going to have a ball, enjoy wonderful food, and taste classic Italian wine at Mount Etna and see some actual sites used in iconic Godfather scenes. It's a trip you'll remember for years to come. If all goes well, you may even be treated to the best entertainment team since Martin and Lewis, Piscopo, and Perillo. Have your cameras ready. Call Perillo Tours at 800-431-1515-800-431-1515 to secure your reservation now on this very limited tour before it sells out. Go online, please, to perillotours.com. Brandon Tatum, weeknights at 8 on AM 970. The answer. America first with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The answer. And now from New York, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right. Well, as uh, much as we love talking about the news of the day, Imran, you've still got Esquire etiquette coming up for us tonight with uh, helpful tips about our legal lives. We'll get into that uh, before we're done. But we want to take a little time out because Plaza College is such a phenomenal sponsor of our show. And their school of court reporting, you know, they're going to have, you know, graduation is happening and then they're going to have a whole new class and a whole new opportunity uh, to change your life. And we, we love talking to people that have been part of the program. And uh, I, I'm pretty excited about our guest, Imran, because she's called a stenofluencer. Have you ever heard of a stenofluencer before? I have not. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> We're going to find out what one is. Danae Vidal, thank you for joining us and welcome to Legal Night here at Radio Night Live. Thank you so much for having me. A stenofluencer on TikTok. This sounds very hip, probably way too hip for me. Uh, what is a stenofluencer? So a stenofluencer is basically, um, I'm a stenographer, a court reporter, and I basically spread steno. And steno is the shorthand that stenographers use to basically write at and type uh, 225 words per minute and beyond. So I just basically go around and um, on social media and I try to promote stenography and court borders because we have a national shortage and we want to stop that shortage. Yeah. Well, and in fact, you this is not a small thing, Imran. She has 10,000 
followers uh, as a sten stenofluencer. Uh, sten, sten, <laughs> Stenofluencer. I, I don't know how you say it. Anyway, Stenofluencer. You have a um, Stenofluencer. But I'm pretty sure 10,000 followers is more than uh, more than this show has on social media. So uh, <laughs> you're doing well, Danae. Um, so Thank that's you. the fun side of what you're doing now. How did you get into it? Well, I got into into Stenofluencing or court reporting in general. Uh, let's talk. Let's start with the court reporting first. Yes. So my husband, he's actually a videographer, and at the time, he was my boyfriend. We've been together now for like 15 years, but he was a videographer for a court reporting agency, and his cousin was a court reporter, and she was driving around in a Benz and just making six figures, and I was in college at the time for speech pathology, and I was like, I can make that money doing court reporting? going to school and half the time and i was just like okay i'm switching over so that's how i got into it wow wow so uh, what kind of uh, court reporting do you do you know so i'm gonna i'm a practicing attorney so i'm very well aware of of the uh benefits and also the role uh a court reporter or stenographer plays in the legal world and use you know, for depositions trials in court so many yep. uh, important functions uh, what what are some of the things that you do well, currently I work for Bronx Criminal Court and I'm an official court reporter here and I do trials. Um, and before this, I was actually captioning for um, a few television networks, CNN, MSNBC, QBC, and I would do that live and I did that from my home. And before that, I was actually a car provider, which is the same thing, a stenographer. Uh, but we're basically in classrooms for in, in different colleges, and we assist the hard of hearing community, and um, so, so to ensure that they have equal access in the classroom. Wow! So you've done like the whole field of stenography, like I have, done yeah. the broadcast, the academic, and the court. And the court is what you're doing now. Um, yeah. Imran talks all the time, Danae, about how in demand uh the the court reporters are for the courts themselves um it, i also hear a lot about how lucrative it is can you respond to both of those issues like uh how how the how the lucrative uh, re, um, remuneration happens but also what the need is in the courts right now well i'll start with the with the need in the courts that's one of the main reasons why i became um why, why i created stenofluencer um, was because we really we're really so short in court. There's times we're, we're just we literally need like I want to say in our courthouse alone, probably like 30 to 40 court reporters, um, and we're working very hard here. And thank God we have a really good group of reporters. We work together so we get the job done. But the the judges and the clerks are constantly calling like we need a reporter for this we need a reporter for that and we can't fill it so we have to combine parts and that's you know it's really stressful on the court and it's scary for for us in our jobs and this is such a lucrative field it just makes no sense that there's not a million court reporters so in terms of um, how this is lucrative, I, I mean, I know I don't personally make $600,000 a year, but I personally know court reporters who freelance that make that much. Um, and in the courts, we make well, well above $100,000, $200,000, And you make that from the salary and then also from our transcript money. So, you know, when we go home at the end of the day, after court is done, after the trial's done and everybody's relaxing, I mean, the attorneys aren't always relaxing. They're looking through the transcripts and, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying nothing that you're going home relaxing, but, tell you, um, you know, we're going truth. home and we're, <laughs> we're working on the transcripts until it's, it's perfect. And then we're sending it to you guys so you guys can do your job. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a well-oiled oiled machine, all of us together. So, yeah, that's how we make, you know, extra money in the court from the transcripts. Yeah, it really is. So, yeah, you know, uh, and you're in criminal court right now. And I, I hear what you're saying in terms of uh, things being short staffed to the extent that they combine the parts, which makes, uh, you know, things the day all the more longer uh, and stressful, especially if you're also an attorney trying to get your your client's case call. But uh, one thing, uh, it, you know, you make a great point. So if we're going to order as an attorney, if we're going to order the transcript, let's say for at the end of the day uh, at trial or for a 
deposition in a civil case. Uh, that is money that you as the stenographer is going to earn, right? If we're asking, and especially if we're asking for special things like rushing the transcript, that's some right. big buck uh, money that you could earn as a stenographer, right? Yes, and especially for real time. So let's say, I mean, our courthouse, we don't do real time, but a lot of attorneys want real time. So that's extra money also because you're getting it right there, the transcript live, where you don't even have to ask the court reporter to read back. You can scroll and read back, look to see what was said. And that's also extra money because that's, a, that's another, um, uh, another thing we offer. Right. And Plaza College is, is where you get the skills to really get into the industry. Yeah, I mean, I didn't personally go to Plaza College, but um, Plaza College is an amazing school. Well, in, in terms of what we think around here, they are the only place to go to find out about yeah. court reporting. And uh, yep. who knows, maybe you could be a stenofluencer <laughs> with 10,000 followers of your own, uh, not to mention making $600,000 a year. Uh, Danae, it's been wonderful to have you with us. Thank you for being here. Friends, if you're listening and you're thinking, I want to be like Danae, uh, you need to go to plazacollege.edu, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu, uh, and take that first step, which is learning the stenography, the court reporting itself. Then you can be a stenofluencer. P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Coming right back. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Nefarious, the number one movie on SalemNow.com. Execution scheduled for 11 p.m. He's trying to convince us he's gone insane. I'm a demon. Here's what Kirk, Tatum, and Prager say about Nefarious. In modern Dave Screwtape letters, teenagers especially should see it. It makes you think about the true nature of evil and scares the heaven right into you. It is a fascinating movie. It's absolutely gripping. Nefarious. Rated R. Watch it now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. Over the past 20 years, a quiet revolution has transformed medicine. Many conditions that once required major surgery can now be treated with procedures that are far less invasive and often far more effective. Are you aware of these alternatives? Join Dr. Dan Simon for All Things Health, where he discusses cutting-edge medical advances that are providing alternatives to traditional surgery. Dr. Simon is an experienced interventional radiologist who has helped thousands of patients experience dramatic improvements, all without traditional surgery. Dr. Simon will explain latest medical breakthroughs so you can be fully aware of your options. Listen to All Things Health on AM 970 The Answer on Sundays and Saturdays on AM 570 and 102.3 FM The Mission WMCA. Have questions? Call Dr. Simon at 1-844-534-3621 or visit allthingshealth.ai or listen to All Things Health on AM 970 The Answer on Sundays and AM 570 102.3 FM The Mission WMCA on Saturdays. To learn more, visit All allthingshealth.ai. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once more, from New York, Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. 
one of my favorite parts of the show on Thursday, when I get to just sit back and listen and learn to the brilliance of Imran Ansari, is he educates me or edumacates me uh, in the uh, in the legal stuff I need to know. Imran, what's tonight's Esquire etiquette? Sure. So uh, I'm going to talk about something that we possibly encounter uh, more often than not, and that's a car accident. No one wants to get in a car accident. Um, and I uh, recently uh, had a personal experience myself. Nothing was, uh, you know, luckily it wasn't a, a hard impact with another vehicle, but it was just uh, me backing into a post uh, in a garage and it was like a concrete post. Um, and uh, my, my purpose for bringing this up is dealing with insurance companies because there's a lot of legalities there when you deal with an insurance company. You want to always make a claim for any damage uh, to your insurance carrier, if you have insurance, um, as soon as possible. Typically, there's a 30-day window that an insurance uh, carrier uh, can say that if it's past the 30-day window, meaning giving notice uh, of an accident or a claim, they reserve the right to disclaim coverage. Um, the insurance companies never wanna have to pay. And even if you have the policy in hand, if you wait too long to inform the insurance carrier of damage or an injury or an accident, they may come back and say, hey, uh, you waited way too long to inform us and we're gonna disclaim coverage because you uh, sort of, you, you delayed the process and now per pursuant to your policy, uh, we can disclaim coverage. You don't want that to happen. So a very simple everyday sort of use of information, um, always make a claim with your insurance carrier for an accident or damage as soon as possible because then you may actually end up in litigation. And I represent clients in these sort of cases where you're suing your insurance carrier to compel them to provide insurance coverage. You don't want to be that person. It's just a headache. Just make your claim in a timely manner. Yeah, no, that's that's really well said. And I, I've got uh, just a, a quick follow up on that. So I came out of the gym. There was a note on my door. Somebody said, hey, it looks like I may have damaged your your back driver's side right. rear panel. Yeah. Um, call, uh, you know, let me know and I'll pay for the damages. Now, I looked yeah. at it and I don't think I could really find any damage to it. Um, but I was is that the kind of thing you would advise? Go ahead and have it checked out anyway and file a claim just to be safe or say, ah, it's OK. I'll let the person live in peace. I would actually err on the side of caution, get it checked out, you know, contact the person, file a claim just in case. You don't know if there's something uh, maybe structurally or something internally with the vehicle that there may be a problem. Uh, just in the abundance of caution, because you may end up then, uh, for exactly what I say, being outside the time period and have an issue. Good advice. See, you saved me um, a very difficult question here. Imran Ansari, thank you for your uh, legal expertise as always. You're welcome, Kevin. Kevin McCullough, tomorrow night, it's Christine Nicholas, and we go to Playland, literally. We'll see you then. And I don't stand the ghost of a chance with you.